You're listening to Rama for Today. Did you realize that the atmosphere around you is built by words and nothing else? You ever walked into a room and you looked at the other person that you walked in with, like my wife and I done it many times as social pastors when we're out visiting and knock on the door and somebody would come to the door and they'd say, come in, we'll be right with you. We were in the back part of the house and I'd look at her and I'd say, they've been, they just, they've been arguing in this place. Why? The atmosphere was charged. It was heavy. It was full. Welcome to Rama for Today. This week, Kenneth Hagin starts his teaching from the Rama Archives entitled, Faith That Works. Also, later in this broadcast, I'll tell you about this month's special offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth Hagin for today's message. I want to speak today on faith is built by words. Confession is full of words, isn't it? Can you make a confession without using words? Can you talk without using words? I don't think we realize how important our words are sometimes. Hebrews 11, 1, Mark 11, 23, Proverbs 6, Proverbs 18. I'll go over those again. Hebrews 11, 1, Mark 11, 23, Proverbs 6, 2, Proverbs 18, 20, 21. I'll let you find time to look at those verses of Scripture. Hebrews 11, 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For verily I say unto you, and whosoever shall say in this mountain, Be thou removed, be thou cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he saith. Now, Proverbs 6, 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Actually, another translation reads, Thou art taken captive with the words of thy mouth. And then in 18, 20, and 21, A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. I read a story one time and it said that a persistent jabbing pain hit this lady in the pit of her stomach. And she said, oh no, my appendix. And she told her pastor, she said, I'm afraid it's going to burst. And he said, no, it won't. It will not. And the assurance in his voice sort of started a little bit and then he began to pray. And as he began to pray, she felt her fears giving away to a confidence of what he was saying, his words. You see, the Bible has a whole lot to say about words, and we don't have time to go into all of it today, but we're going to look into some of it. But if you begin to look at words, you will realize that, and maybe you never thought of it this way before, but words are containers. Words are containers. They are either filled with hate, despair, unbelief, doubt, or they're filled with love, peace, faith, joy, happiness. Words either curse or bless. Words discourage or encourage. Words kill or make whole. You can take somebody or some child, some young person that has begun to think upon an idea and dream a dream and you can kill it with your words, parents. Or you can encourage it. Encourage them to go on, to succeed. It's your words. Your words 
have a lot to do with the success of your own life and those around about you. Because you build an atmosphere with words. Did you realize that the atmosphere around you is built by words and nothing else? You ever walked into a room and you looked at the other person that you walked in with, like my wife and I done it many times as social pastors and we're out visiting and knock on the door and somebody would come to the door and they'd say, come in, we'll be right with you. We were in the back part of the house and I'd look at her and I'd say, they've been, they just, they've been arguing in this place. Why? The atmosphere was charged. It was heavy. It was full. And you see, you can speak words of faith, words that are filled with the Word of God, and it will create in you a desire to receive. Or you can give way to your feeling of despair, and you can voice your, your voice to, put voice to your words. Well, I guess I'm good for nothing. I'll never make anything anyway. I've always failed. I've never, no, I've never made a success. I can't do anything right. And you become lower and lower and lower. The more you talk, the lower you become. Anybody out there ever done that? Huh? You see, words are important. Job told his friends, he said, man, he said, you came to me as comforters, but you stayed as tormentors because of the words they had to say to him. They come to comfort him and they ended up saying, Job, won't you curse God and die? Now, ain't that, isn't, that, isn't that comforting words? A lot of times, of course, being a minister and going to hospitals and making hospital visits and different things, you know, and you, it, it's very strange what people do. And I've been sitting in hospital rooms making a visit on somebody and then another friend or somebody would come in and a lot of times I would stay because I would have been right in the middle of a conversation with this individual and I wanted the other one to leave so I could uh, uh, continue on and minister to these people. And while I'm there, I'm sitting over there, sort of being quiet, you know, not saying much. And they'd say, come in and say, well, hello, how are you today? Well, I'm doing pretty good. Well, has the doctor found out what's the matter with you? Yeah, I got the epizooty. I don't know what that is. That's just a name I made up. And this, this individual, oh, my Lord, my Aunt Zelma died with epizooty. <laughs> now, isn't that comforting? But you see the words, and they just keep on talking there and keep on talking and talk about how the terrible time this aunt had and how awful it was and so forth. And when that person left, the individual in the bed was doing pretty good, by, by, but by the time that individual left and told about how bad this disease was and what all it was going to do to them and so forth, you know, they were lower than the floor. And I had to start talking to him and talking to him about what God said in his word and how God said what he would do if we would believe him and that God would take care of us and that Luke 18, 27 says, if it's impossible with man, it's possible with God and begin to give them the verses of scripture and begin to quote scripture to them. And the minute we begin to quote the scripture to them, you can see them start to come back, start to revive. As a minister, many times I've stood behind the pulpit with the deceased before us to speak and a family in front of us that was distraught and upset, of course, at losing a loved one. And yet many words had been spoken, eulogies given and so forth and so on. But you could get up and you may, if you'll remember, you've probably seen this happen your own self. But I would get up and begin to read scripture and would read several scripture. 
And have you ever been in a funeral? Have you ever noticed that as you read the scripture that there seems to be a peace descend upon those sitting there, those loved ones sitting there? Any of you ever noticed that before? Except me being, well, some of you have. Notice it the next time you go. Why? Because these words are words of life. These are words of encouragement. These are words that are made to make people pull themselves up rather than to push themselves down. You see, words are important and how you say and what you say are important. See, words heal and words break, words destroy, made, words make life or they take life. The words you just hear will linger with you for the rest of the day. How little sometimes do we realize that in the morning the last word that a husband or a child hears will linger with them for the entire day. How little do we realize the words that, we, that, that, that that husband or that wife or that child hears in the morning will depend on whether there is success that day or not. I try as much as possible the last words that my two kids hear when I let them out at school is, Daddy loves you and Jesus loves you. That's the last two words I try to let come out of my mouth when they get out of that car. Because you see... The atmosphere, the things they hear is what causes them to drive for success. Have you ever noticed how beautiful it is in the morning time when the last time, last thing that the family has done together has had a time of prayer and said a scripture together? You ever notice how beautiful, how peaceful, how enjoyable, you know, you go off with a spring in your step and a smile on your face ready to conquer the world. But have you ever noticed... When a child goes out of the house with the last words is here, well, you better make better grades today. You, you've been a failure for the last six weeks and I don't want no more failures. That seems like all you can do is fail. You can just see their shoulders start to drop as they go off to school. You're going to talk them into failure. You can talk yourself out of faith. You can talk yourself into despair simply by using the wrong words and making the wrong confessions. You know... I don't think we realize how much words mean to us when we're set to music and all the other things. I don't think we realize that we cannot afford to talk failure, doubt, unbelief, things that are not in the Word of God. Don't tell that story you heard the other day. Don't let, don't you poison other people's ears as yours have been poisoned by hearing some story that somebody had to tell. You know, I often wonder if some Christians ever read the Word of God. Because the first thing they want to do is tell you about the problem and the trouble that so-and-so is in. Or if they hear about it, they can't wait to get to a telephone to talk about it. Oh, did you hear about? How many of you met somebody and the first thing they said to you, did you hear about so-and-so? Anybody ever done that besides me? Am I the only guy here? But you know what it says? Let's look over here at a verse of scripture. Let's look at it. Galatians 6. Brethren, if any man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness, consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. I don't see anywhere in there where it says... Restore such a one and then run off on the telephone and tell about what he done. It says that if a brother will be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual. 
Restore such a one in a spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. You see, so many times, whenever we hear about somebody and their failure and somebody in, in, in their trouble, we want to go talk about it rather than be quiet and pray for them. You're listening to Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Now, let's join Craig Hagan and Denise Hagan Burns. Denise, let's talk about the product offer this month. Um, first of all, we have our, our grandfather's um, CD series, three CDs, entitled Redeemed from Poverty, Sickness, and Spiritual Death. You, you know, it's so awesome what Jesus did on the cross and, and, and how we have been redeemed. And we are redeemed. But, you know, and this CD series will, will talk about how, how we have been re- redeemed. And, and it's just, just a wonderful, wonderful CD series. And then we have um, two mini books. Um, this is um, our dad's mini book, The Past Tense of God's Word. And then um, our grandfather's mini book, A Better Covenant. You know, we, we have a better covenant established on better promises. Amen. And um, normally this would be a $24.90 for, for all of these. But we're going to offer this month for $16.95, a savings of $7.95. So, so redeemed for poverty, sickness, and death, a better covenant, and the past tense of God's word. They'll be a blessing to you. Amen. Amen. Don't delay. Call today. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G, rhema dot org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's toll-free, 1-888-FAITH-99. Tomorrow, Kenneth Hagan will continue his message, Faith That Works, here on Rama for Today Radio with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.